Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's filled with you too. Guys, super excited that we get to be able to do our first live podcast in front of just, you know, a lot of people who get to watch now. Obviously, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how many join. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Anyways, so we're excited to be able to talk about sports with you guys tonight. Obviously, biggest thing going on right now is the World Cup. If you guys are not familiar right now, World Cup has been going on for the past couple of weeks in Qatar, and we are officially to the final now. Yeah, final, final game. We are looking. Are you are you shocked that both of the teams that made it made it? No. Um, I mean, France is the reigning World Cup champs, Mm -hmm. and Argentina they have arguably the best player on the planet right now in Messi. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Messi wins a World Cup, that's more than Ronaldo will ever have. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's got to say something there. I will say this: the feel-good story that came out of this World Cup though was Morocco, because Morocco. I think what were they? I think they were ranked like in the 50s or something like that mm-hmm. and they made it to the final four of the world cup so if you ask right. me that's pretty impressive and also after we're done with the world cup we're gonna actually do the christmas movie draft five rounds yes. we'll each choose a christmas we'll movie that, what yeah. we think because that's you know it's i don't know if we'll do one next week mm-hmm. i mean i don't know why we wouldn't but just in case you know because it's christmas basically yeah. like next weekend <clears throat> but anyways no world cup has been crazy and Messi scoring a cup uh goal on a penalty and all within two minutes, but not two minutes, but like it felt like it was like 10, 15 minutes that they scored their first oh, well, two goals. That yeah. was insane. There was a penalty for Messi, and then there was a rebound kick in by yeah. Julian Alvarez. Yeah, that awesome was shot there. And then the third goal was just a beautiful assist by Messi as well to Alvarez. I will say this: this well, this World Cup's gonna be interesting. The final because it's it's a, it's a look into the old guard versus the new guard. You yeah. have Messi, who is clearly in his last World Cup, mm-hmm. and then you have Mbappe. Who is just 23? He's already won one World Cup. That's crazy. That's super young, dude. We're older than that. We're older than Mbappe, <laughs> and we're much less successful. Yeah, yeah, we're recording this on a outdoor stand-up folding table. But hey, but, it's supposed to last a life. But we are here. Okay? We are here and proud. Also, make sure you go to the actual. I see people are on my live. If you can go to the actual Playmakers uh, live too, or if you can. What is it actually? It's like the real playmaker. I think uh, is what it is. This is real the playmakers. Real, yeah, real the playmakers. Because so many people have that Instagram. Unfortunately, but handle. it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. So before we head over, just finals prediction: Who wins? What's the score? I'm gonna go with Argentina two one. I. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Argentina. I think. The, I think it might go into. At least I hope it goes into a shootout. That'd be more interesting. Be because obviously, so well, especially because of the, you know the final game, the World mm-hmm. Cup game. You know, it going into that very final stretch mm-hmm. and going as long as it possibly can, as most dramatic way. That'd be super fun to watch. Um, but I think I, I think Argentina takes it. And I think Messi scores one of the goals. And he's just. 100%. He's just wanting it more right now, and he just is so good. <laughs> so good. He's honestly, kicking butt right now. So, yeah. You know, I I did see this post earlier today about. So imagine you are inserted into the game representing whatever country in the, in this case the U.S. Right? Mm-hmm. You have one shot to make do one of the four following: make a twenty-five yard field goal to win it all, make a six-foot putt to win it all, mm. make a penalty kick to win it all, or sink a free throw to win it all. You pick one. Which one are you doing? I would probably go free throw just because I have most experience. I actually play basketball as much as i can see i have to say but, logic but but would be penalty kick. i was also thinking penalty because that's a guessing game it is but the only reason i say penalty kick is because i have the most experience playing soccer but i was four. i mean i play a little bit like when i was super young but like when you think about soccer a penalty kick 
if the goalie guesses the wrong way, I mean it's it's I mean you have to be at least somewhat accurate, but if True. if you don't both guess the same direction, mm-hmm. it's super it's it's but not easy, but it's, it's like not easy, but but like and also you can't let your nerves get to you because then you're gonna kick that thing way over the goal. Yeah. Who joined on the Sean Wright? Or Sean Wright? Heck yeah, I think that's my uncle Josh. Yeah, yeah. Josh, let's but, go. Look, so honestly, we're super excited to have people yep. join this live and honestly and I'm just can excited s- to be able to do this. Yeah, I can't quite see who's on my I know Jake's I know there. on there. Oh, Taryn's on there, yeah. yeah. Jake's on there. Yeah, we're getting we're getting some good people in there. Just a reminder to join our other pod, our other live too at mm-hmm. the the real play. What is it again? I keep the real. The, it's real the playmaker. Real the I keep saying the real. It's yeah. real real the playmaker. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. If people so. can go there. But no, I'm glad either one. I'm just glad that people are watching. It's really sick. It's really cool. Um, okay. I kind of want to see people's reactions. At least that are looking. We're gonna go with our top Christmas movies. Okay. Um, do you have a coin we could flip to see who goes first? Oh, let me check. If you don't, I'm sure you can just download one on the app. Download one on the app Literally. because we, you know. No, I do have cash, but no coins. You want to hand me some of that? Or no, cash? absolutely not. <laughs> what? Well, that's kind of rude. Well, let's download one real quick here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, we're gonna do five rounds. Christmas movie draft. It's Christmas time, so we thought it'd be a little yeah. fun thing to be able to do for some people here. See here, coin flip. There we go. Download it real quick. No, not coin dozer. Okay. Actually, you know what? It's going to take too long to download. How about you just go first? Okay, me? All right, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Elf. Elf is a great movie. I think that's a very strong Elf is my number one pick because... There are certain movies that you just can't go mm-hmm. all like the year without watching, and Elf is just one of those. Yeah, you know. So that's that was what I was thinking for my number one pick for that. Okay, I'm gonna go with the classic as well. I'm gonna go with the Grinch. Which one? The original. The, ori- the animated one. Like the animated one. Like like the, like the old old. The one old that- what? Yes, that is my favorite Grinch. What? The old Grinch. Dude, yes. I like it, but I think it would scare Taryn. Taryn doesn't like the. Grinch. She likes really? the she likes the newer one that came out with okay. um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's a good one too. I think that one's actually pretty funny. Yeah, that's fair. But I would have even been okay with like the one with Jim Carrey. Do you not like that one? I don't mind it, but I just prefer the animated one. It's classic. What? It's a classic. I mean, I do. I'm I'm not saying it's a bad pick, but mm-hmm. like that high. Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, my second one, Home Alone. Home Alone's good, and you know what? We're just gonna keep it fair. We're just gonna basically throw everything in there together. And what did Josh say? Or who? Says love the Grinch, but Elf wins here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. Elf is, yeah. I, I mean, and then Home Alone being my segment because that's another one where it's mm-hmm. like, you just doesn't feel, it. You feel off if you don't watch this yeah. one because it's classic. It's, you know, and and I'm talking about the original, not the new ones that yeah. they've made. Mm-hmm. I haven't even really watched those because it looks too weird. Yep. But Home Alone one and two are both way too good to not watch. That's fair. That's fair. But, and again, I don't blame you for picking that one. That one's yeah. a good pick. Okay, what's your second pick? I'm gonna go with the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, dude, that's like my favorite movie, like ever. Mm-hmm. Be- like when I was a kid, I watched that all year round. Okay, that's fair. All year round, dude. Oh my gosh, we're actually I'm learning a lot about you. We're way more similar than I thought. <laughs> actually, <laughs> because I love that movie. It's a good movie, honestly. I think it's a classic. I have zero issues with picking that one. That one a high. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't hate that one. I don't think a lot of people. It's hard because 
because some people might not just generate that as a yep. Christmas movie because it's normally watched around Halloween time, but you can totally watch it around Halloween time yep. or Christmas time. Okay, so round three, I got to go with the original Santa Claus. The original Santa Claus. Okay, I can yeah, see with, that. With, uh, yeah, that's too good. Um, it's a cla- I mean, the second and third one is pretty good, but the first one is just so good. I can't. It's it's uh, it just has a really good feel to it. The way yep. that he has to believe in himself to be Santa type of thing. Basically, yep. I don't know. It's just a good feel good movie. It's a really good story. Um, so I really like that one too. So that would be my third pick. So I'm gonna throw it way back here, like before either of us was born. I'm gonna go with the It's a Wonderful Life. Really? The That's too. Forty-seven classic. Yeah. Fun fact: the first time I saw that movie, I was in sixth grade, and I thought it was just gonna be boring because you know it's in this old. I love the one. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's a good. I think I've only seen that movie one time. Yeah, I've seen it three times now, and I it's just a classic. I love it. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. a, that is a good one. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. I, um. Okay, so we're on round four. That's yep, round four. Um. I'm saving my one that's probably like not really like a full movie. It's kind of the same one that you did. It's like okay. a shorter. Um, I know I'm gonna go with a Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. That's okay. I. Me yep. personally, I can't not not watch whatever Charlie Brown theme. Even Valentine's Day, bro. Like I, like that one, Easter, Christmas, Halloween one. Obviously, is my favorite, but they're all good. So what if you said somebody better be doing Christmas vacation? Christmas vacation. No, yeah, I almost said I almost said that one because that one is. Probably the funniest one. Mm-hmm. I think that one's got to be like the funniest. Christmas the funniest movie. one, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go with one that I've seen probably the most out of all Christmas movies. I'm gonna go with Polar Express. Really? I love the Polar Express. I know. I know it's a very controversial pick because a lot of people don't like it. This, I, I can. I like it too a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a way overhated because yeah. of the animation of yep. the people. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. But the overall story and feeling and Christmas vibe is really, really good. Yep, yep. Um, there's one that I want to say, but I know I don't think you'll say if I say, because um, Christmas Vacation is too good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Christmas Vacation because I thought about doing that one. I was trying to decide if I was gonna do that one last or do my Charlie yep. Brown one, but no, it you can't leave Christmas Vacation can't, out. Yeah, that's fair, and and I don't disagree with you on that one. It's just. Mm. I wouldn't say it's not my cup of tea, but it's just what it's not terrible. Let me put it to you that way. I don't. Well, you also don't like Napoleon Dynamite. That movie is the most. Over- <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm not even gonna get into that. It's the most overrated movie it's in the world. A, but it's so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah. what's your next pick? Um, I think my final pick here. I'm gonna go have to go with Jingle All the Way. Wait, is this your fourth pick though? No, this is my last pick. Oh, last pick. Okay. Polar Express is my fourth pick. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Jingle All the Way. It's a classic. Wow. Not, it's not classic. I wouldn't say classic because it's not that old. Right. Um, right. But I think it was like, what, early 2000s or something like that? It was yeah. just nice. It was one of the few movies my family had on VCR. Oh, so wow. I, I, I literally watched that like every Christmas just on our own there. So I have no issues with that. Well, let's do a bonus round. Let's do it. One more. I'm going to go with A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story? You know what? I thought about doing that one. I, I really wanted to say that one. Like I was trying to decide between that one mm-hmm. or Christmas Vacation for that last pick. But like, a Christmas Story plays twenty four hours. I watch that like all through Christmas Eve night, every night, every Christmas Eve it plays for like twenty four hours, <clears throat> clear through tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, all through Christmas Day. It's it's one of those movies. You know, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's so funny. It's old, but it's like even in like school they would play it but they couldn't play it because of like the dad they'd yeah. have to skip those parts because of the dad getting all mad at the 
radiator and stuff in the mm-hmm. basement. So it's just too good of a movie to pass up. That's it's, fair. But I'm gonna go with one that's slightly more directed toward adults here. It's the night before. I don't know if you've seen that the movie. The night before. Yep, it's got Seth Rogen. It's got Anthony Mackie, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Definitely slightly more. It's got like a hangover vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I love that movie. It's a funny movie. Yeah, that is that is a good movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, no, it's Christmas time. You know, it's the, a really good time of the year. And also, Christmas time is always good because there's all sports all around. Like, oh, 100%. And this year, we just got blessed with the World Cup. So, once again, World Cup leading the way. Absolutely Hockey's excited still going. Hockey's still going. We're in the middle of basketball season. Football regular season's coming to an end, and we're going to get to our predictions on that soon, too. Yep. And then, so, kind of a weird little transition here to actually the NBA. I mean, <laughs> our last podcast came out four days ago, and we recorded, like, the day before. So, yeah. like, not really much has happened since then. Um, Steph Curry did go out tonight, though, with a shoulder injury, shoulder and it's already injury, yeah. told he's going to get an MRI. So, that, so that'll be interesting to see if we have any kind of big news coming out of that. I, I think worst case scenario, the Warriors are still going to play it safe because at the end of the day, they want to play it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and who wouldn't want to play it safe with Steph Curry? Um, it's it's hard though because they're not really in a position where they can just play it safe right now. Yeah, but at the if end they, of the day, you don't want to risk Steph Curry's health. Get, and the only thing is, it is still early enough in the season where they could take a chance mm-hmm. and do that. But they don't want to dig themselves too deep. If I'm That's them, true. I'm trying to get Curry back asap. I'm sure, not but necessarily going to get Clay Thompson more ball, more ball time, basically, so that you know he can start finding his group even more because he started finding it a little bit, but he's still not. Up in, he'll never get back to his prime form just because he's coming back from some pretty yeah. severe injuries. Yeah, um, I am seeing more people join. Um, my live. If you want to go to Real the Playmakers live, it should be there too. Just yes, you know. Just again, real the playmakers. That's because that's our podcast actual Instagram. We haven't posted nothing because we're super lame, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Not even when we went to Denver and did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. But well, let me put <laughs> lesson it, learned though. We won't do learned. that again. Also, another cool thing here. Um, since we're on the topic of the NBA and we just talked about Christmas, let's talk about NBA Christmas presents here. This one's kind of a stretch here, but let's just say the Minnesota Timberwolves have gifted the Utah Jazz some pretty good picks as of right now, and just. Some really good entertainment because at the moment, the Minnesota Timberwolves are 11th in the West. Mm-hmm. Now, they are a 500 team right now, but when they traded for Rudy Gobert, they were not expected to be a 500 team. Most people wanted them, or most when, most people, when they saw the Wolves trade for Rudy Gobert, kind of scratched their head because they already had Carl Anthony Towns. They, it's not like two big guys can't work on the floor together, but it is a struggle sometimes. So, not to cut you off, but Jake actually requested to be on the live, I think. Let's see if we can bring him in. Okay, Jake, let me see. All right, let's invite him. Let's see. Let's see what we can do here. Let's see. We sent him an invite, so we'll see. What's it say there? Oh, I think he declined it. What the freak? (laughs) That's fine. Wow, I got the invitation. I sent it back. Whatever. Well, it is what it is there. But essentially what we're saying about Rudy Gobert... He hasn't looked terrible, but he hasn't put. Oh, he the said it, He said it was an accident. Yeah, well, it sure. is what it is. I'm just <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, Rudy Gobert hasn't necessarily put the Wolves over the hump as they were as he was expected to. No, in fact, they're right in the same place, if not worse. They're, they're at, two they're, games worse than the Jazz right now, and they're they're not looking like they're really doing much better. Mm-hmm. Um, they're down. They're down by four against the Clippers, which. With Paul George playing, and I think Kawhi's Kawhi playing is too, playing. so they don't expect that to last too long. And the Wolves don't have what's it called? The Wolves also don't have Carl Anthony Towns. So. No, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can also talk about real quick. So the Jazz are now healthy again. 
They're getting there. They're not fully healthy. Cause Colin no. Sexton's not back just yet. No. But with uh, uh, Mike Conley back, mm-hmm. with Markinen back, they they stomped the, the Pelicans last night. We're number one in the West for that matter, too. And it's not like the Pelicans were coming in unhealthy. They still had Zion play. I think the only person that didn't play last night that I can think of is Brandon Ingram. Bra- who, to be fair, yeah. he's a very good player. But even then, I mean, the Pelicans were on like a six-game win streak without him. No, yeah, no, they were doing. The Pelicans are a great team this year. They've got they, they're on what you would call like a mission right now because of how they were eliminated last year. Yeah, because they got eliminated from uh, the Suns took them out, and then the Suns got destroyed. Fun fact: I Luke don't think the Suns them. have won since Chris Paul came back. From they injury. haven't. <laughs> they haven't. Chris Paul has got that Kardashian curse. Chris Paul's got that effect on his teams. Also. Oh, we should have looked this up before, but have you seen the all-star team for the t- for the, the people that – is it Kim Kardashian? Ken- Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Or Kendall Jenner. It was Kendall Jenner. Um, people who she's dated, right? And Yeah, and it's like Jordan Clarkson is on there. Jordan Clarkson, Devin Booker. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, Kyle Kuzma. Jor- or, yeah, Jordan Clarkson already said that. Chandler Parsons, Blake Griffin. <laughs> I yep. mean, in, all in their prime. Not a bad team. Not a terrible team. <laughs> no, I mean, not a bad that, team. That's a, noise that can make, that's a team that can make some noise. Yeah, the, yeah. They, mm-hmm. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so not really too much going on. I mean, it's still kind of too early to talk about predictions for awards right now. Right now, Kevin Durant is even kind of making his way up into the ranks. He, yeah, for, the Nets are starting to look much for, better right now. Uh, MVP. MVP. Yeah. Um, but, that, but right now, it's Jason Tatum mm-hmm. has got to be a front runner right now. Like Because when he's doing good, they're winning. When he yeah. struggles, they lose. It just like the playoffs, the finals. Jason Tatum kind of disappeared. Oh, he one hundred percent disappeared. So he, was, he did. Jalen Brown carried the team in the finals. Yeah. So I am riding with Jalen, uh, Jason Tatum right now because it just goes to show you. Yeah. I mean, granted, they did kind of give up a lead against the Lakers, but you know, as long as you can get the Lakers in the overtime, you're going to be fine. Because yeah, the Lakers can't do nothing in overtime. They don't do stuff. In- I will say this: I think at, by the end of season, though, I think the winner of the MVP is going to be Luca. Again, this is still a very early prediction. Lots that's going to happen. A lot of trades are still going to go down because we're not even near the trade deadline yet. Yeah. But yeah, lo- there's still a lot to go on in the NBA. I mean, we're not. I think we're getting to the third. We're about a third of the way. A third of the way through now for some. Yeah. Teams. I mean, because yeah, the finals go all the way to June. Yeah. So I mean, so. we still got a long way to go here. Um, but moving on to the NFL, lots of weird stuff has happened this year. <laughs> have to say this is one of the weirdest years i've seen for the nfl so far there's only one consistent that i've seen in the nfl this year and that is the chiefs are still going to win the afc west yep when when weirdly that was probably one of the very few things that we thought were not going to happen yep because they lost tyree kill but they still have kelsey and kelsey Kelsey. just giving kelsey more time and And also mahomes yeah with mahomes and kelsey probably have the best chemistry between yep. a receiver like a pass catcher and a quarterback mm-hmm. i mean jamar chase and joe burrow are probably getting close to that yep lamar jackson and, and mark andrews was there but then now they're both hurt so it's mm-hmm. like <clears throat> but yeah if you've got mahomes and kelsey you're fine but you're yeah a couple of the weird things that have happened in the nfl let's start with some obvious ones number one aaron Rodgers and the packers so the vikings if i'm not mistaken actually just clinched the nfc north mm-hmm that's the first time in how long that Aaron Rodgers very long time the north? very long time mm-hmm. um i mean the broncos are officially they're, out they're, oh they're 100 they're just a firehouse right i mean now. it was they're kind of expected but there. like 
after their last game, they were officially eliminated. Yeah, There's but, no possible way for they, them to. Not only that, they also lost Russell Wilson to a concussion. Yeah, maybe this concussion will bring back his normality, though, <laughs> because he was not normal he before. Not, yeah, he did not. So maybe this will. Only concussions like, are never a good thing, but this in this case maybe it'll knock some sense back into looked, him. The only time he looked like prime Russell Wilson was on the last drive against the 49ers back in Week Three, and from the from the halfway point of the second quarter all the way to the time he got knocked out against the Chiefs. Yeah, that was the only two times he looked like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of sad because the Broncos looked like they kind of started to find their groove. Mm-hmm. But when you play a team as much as you have, like the Chiefs, you almost always seem to do better no matter what because yep. you know that team so well. Especially when you lose to them 14 times. Yeah, especially when you've lost as many as they have. They know how to lose really well. They do know how to do that. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part too. <laughs> but, hey, um, another interesting thing is how about Devontae Adams not really – or Chandler Jones not really being able to put the Raiders over the top either? Chandler Jones – Honestly, he's probably been the quietest, biggest trade. Because Devontae Adams mm-hmm. is still doing his thing. Yeah, he's still doing But the Raiders' defense is awful. The Raiders in yeah. general, just as a team, do not know how to actually mm-hmm. finish games. Yep. How many times have they been up by two-plus scores and lost? Like four or five now? Four now? Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, I don't know. It's it's yeah. too bad because they actually really could mm-hmm. have a decent roster. Because Devontae yep. Adams and Derek Carr are supposed to have this amazing chemistry, which they did, they did pretty good at certain yep. games. Like... It wasn't consistent, but it, ultimately their whole team just doesn't know how to finish games. Yep, so I don't 100%. know what's going on there. And arguably the weirdest part, and I don't want to say weirdest, but most interesting part is Tom Brady. He just he, – Tom Brady's not Tom To Brady. be fair, he has a lot going on. And time is undefeated. Yeah, but I think if his home life was fine, I still don't think he'd be this bad. It's true. It's oh, the- my gosh. Okay, side rant. Did you see what happened with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless? Skip Bayless is a coward. He, well, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Like what he said to Sharp, he was saying that Tom Brady's what. You, but you know what? Sharp could do things that Brady could never do, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. Like it's hard to say in football who the best, like, player really is because each position has such different roles. One hundred percent. And it's a more of a whole team thing. Like in yeah. basketball, that's way easier to kind of debate being mm-hmm. the best player. Which I guess the NBA has decided that yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, with giving the MVP <laughs> being the Michael Jordan Award. We now should have talked about that. But. Yeah, I mean we can go back to that if yeah, we we'll want to. But um, yeah. So having, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's uh, kind of crazy that um, Skip Bayless went on that little rant there. That was super. It's a cheap shot. Super cheap shot. And Shannon Sharp's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He already is in the Hall of Yeah, Fame. he's in the Hall of Fame. He's How many Super Bowl? Three Super Bowls that he's yeah, won? Yeah, one with the Ravens, two with the Broncos. Yeah. And Skip Bayless, has he even played professional? Any sports? He's ever played professionally, yeah. No, I don't think he... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, it's It was really hard to watch that. Yeah. And people were like, like, I don't know. That was a really cheap shot. And I don't think that was really necessary. Oh, it was, it was 100% unnecessary. And the fact that he did that is just... It, it's, I've it's seen unreal. Skip Bayless be, and that dude. I've never seen someone more obsessed with hating LeBron. I don't like LeBron, but he, but he talks to him probably more than anyone in his family, or at least attempts to. There was um, what's it called? I think there was someone did like a counter of how many times Skip Bayless tweeted about LeBron in like a X amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think over like a month's time, he had put out like 60 some tweets about LeBron. Yeah, in that same span, LeBron, the most person he had tweeted about was his wife, and it was like. Six? Yeah, Skip Bayless just needs to chill with... Mm-hmm. It's like he hates LeBron to try and get more popular. Yeah. Because 
some of the things he said, because he blamed LeBron for that loss against the Celtics, mm-hmm. which, you know, everyone is a little bit to blame, but I would blame Anthony Davis way more than I would LeBron. Oh, 100%. Yep. Like, if Anthony Davis makes his free throws, they don't lose that game. Mm-hmm. Against the Celtics, who are arguably the, the powerhouse of the NBA right now. Yeah. Like, they're not just the best team. I would, they're, like, they're like the only team that's really like a powerhouse or juggernaut, as well, you would say. I mean, I would still put the Bucks there, because Giannis is just on another level still. Yeah, but the, but, but the Celtics seem, I don't think any team... There's no team I would put up against them, and and Celtics would not be favored. Boston Celtics or the Bucks would be close. The Bucks would be close, but right. Celtics I'd still put them over the Bucks you right now. Them, wow, okay. I would right now at least, um, mm-hmm. as long as Jason Tatum's playing well, that's what's going to happen. That's right. I can see that. Um, actually, to be fair, they did beat him in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, so yeah, yeah. The only reason that I think experience was such a huge problem. For them, because they're they're all super young, really. Minus, Al Horford, Minus yeah. Horford, who looks like he's fifty. <laughs> hey, but he still plays. <laughs> he like still plays really good, though. <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, it's yeah. Um, but one hundred percent, though, I would definitely take Celtics over any team right now. But yeah. anyway, even though, as much as I'd re- like to say the Jazz, obviously that's not even. It's, it's, yeah, it's, that's laughable to it's say. It's not that. realistic right now. No, maybe someday. <laughs> maybe a couple years ago that was realistic. Yeah. Hopping back onto the NFL, though. So we were talking about just kind of like the strange things that have been happening this season. Did you see that they're looking at making pass or not pass interference, but roughing the passer reviewable? I did see that. I and did, which they should. They should, but the issue is, is that when they made a call reviewable last time, pass interference, it was laughable how bad they were at reviewing it. Here's here's the thing. I don't think that it should have to be reviewable. I don't really think roughing the passer should be so hard to call. Mm-hmm. I just think they call it way too much on soft. If they just don't call it near yeah. as much. I think they should review it for plays um, on plays maybe it should have been called, but like they should not be calling it near as much as what they call it. Because when they do call it, it's I mean, the pass interference call that happened against uh, what was it Um, Herbert that where they roughing the passer roughing the passer and they that that was such a soft hit compared to what Mike White was taking. Mike White like broke his ribs and then they're like to be fair the Mike White one was clean. No, it was clean. But what I'm saying is like. They're saying like that the penalty was called called because he, his weight fell on him. Mm-hmm. Bro, you know how much more weight this dude took and hitting the ribs like he just did in yeah. Mike White, and then they're like Zach Wilson is stepping up. No, you know what, Mike White, you got to go back out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't get Zach Wilson in there. Yeah. So, on, but I mean, shout out to Mike White for taking that hit though and being able to get back up and finish the game. So, because that, that 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 is such a tough situation to be put in. Is you know, you take a shot like that, and I mean, in live livetime, it looked bad, and slow mo looked even worse. You can see what he like happened. folded, like he, actually folded like a chair, like a, chair, like a mm-hmm. cheap chair, yeah, like the one that we were using a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! But yeah, since we're getting near the end of the NFL uh, regular season here, a couple of things here. Number one, we're gonna look at our potential award winners. So. At the beginning of the season, I think there were some of the obvious answers. You had your Patrick Mahomes, your Josh Allens, um, your Aaron Rodgers maybe for MVP. Yeah. As it stands right now, going into week 15, who would your, be, who would your front runner for NFL MVP be? Probably Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I would have said Mahomes, but Mahomes threw three picks in his last game. Jalen Hurts has thrown three all year. The only thing I would say – that puts Mahomes over Jalen Hurts are the weapons. For the yeah, it's it's, that Jalen Hurts has had a much stronger supporting cast. It's true, but I do think if you put any, unless you put Mahomes on the Eagles, I don't know that the Eagles are as good as they've yep. been. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The only quarterback I'd put there is 
And but the th- what's also hard about that though is Kelsey, with how good he is, is almost equal to what Jalen Hurts does have. Yep. yep. Because Ma- Kelsey is a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. So right right now, because of like if people want to play numbers games, which I don't really necessarily agree with numbers most of the time because stat padding exists. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. I don't. It doesn't necessarily mean you're the best necessarily. Because if you're gonna go by stats, you could look at John Stockton being one of the best of all, like you know, oh, yeah. because of his steals and his, you know, just little things. His That's unbreakable records. But I would not put, I wouldn't put him above LeBron. I wouldn't put him nope. above Michael Jordan. I wouldn't put him Magic above Kobe, yep. Magic Johnson, Kobe, Durant. Like I don't, you know. No. So it's it's I don't necessarily totally agree with numbers games, but mm-hmm. if you do look at the numbers with the fact of picks, I, it's like I and mean, the way Jalen Hurts is. Um, not only a great thrower this year, I mean, because and also you look at the climb he's made. Oh, one hundred percent. Mahomes, it's almost unfair <laughs> because he hit a high level so fast. It's hard to really progress uh, further his first than season what, starting through like fifty touchdowns. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, no one knew what he was going to be because he just you know he was like backup to Carson Wentz. He was you know kind of like, do we actually want to start? And then he didn't look that great when he was starting. Yep, he's lost one game. Against to the Commanders, which the Commanders have the most underrated defense, in my opinion, right now. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. And plus the divisional team, like we were kind of just saying before, divisional teams will know how you play. They know your team they play because they see you some of the most, more than other teams would. So, I don't know. I At this point, I got to put Jalen Hurts at the top right now. Jalen Hurts, I think, is a solid, probably one of the very few answers that is correct. Um, obviously, Josh Allen is going to garner some attention as well, too. I do think Jalen Hurts will end up walking away with the MVP. Yeah. Because Hey, Cooper I mean, just joined our live. Cooper, go over to our podcast live because also my phone's going to die. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's at um, Real the Playmakers. the Playmakers. Cooper, if you can go over there, that'd be super sick. But anyways. But yeah, so honestly, I think Jalen Hurts will walk with it. If we hop on over to the rookies, though, this is slightly more interesting. Who are we looking at for offensive rookie of the year? There's a couple of different options here because offensively it's been kind of, I don't want to say stagnant, but I will say this. If Brees Hall had stayed healthy I was, all year. I was literally thinking if Brees Hall had stayed healthy, I don't know if it would even be close. No, I think Brees Hall would have ran away with it. Literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was hurt. I mean, it's kind of Garrett Wilson's up there. Garrett Wilson's up there. Chris Olave's up Chris there. Chris Olave. I Those think are the first if two. If Damian Pierce would have had slightly better production due to his if he had line. any kind of help at all anywhere on that team, including defense, like I feel like he probably would have yep. been much better and probably had a much higher chance because I think he probably is the most talented rookie, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the chance to really prove it this year. Give him a couple more years. The Texans, I think, just need to clean house. Yep. <laughs> And start over for him. But so sad for him, he won't win rookie of the year, which I think he would have been a really good candidate for that. But he just didn't get it. Like any other team, you put him on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like any, put him on the Chiefs. I mean, because the Chiefs are so inconsistent with how they use their running backs. It's 100%. like a different dude every week. Yep. You know, so I mean, I will say, I think it's going to be between the two Ohio State receivers, Garrett yeah. Wilson and Chris Olave. Yeah. Um, mainly because I, I want to say they're the most consistent. Um, Chris Olave got thrown in a tough position with Michael Thomas not hardly playing and Jarvis Landry not really being healthy. Yeah. yeah um, Michael Thomas, I would say, oh, he's not healthy. No. 
No, he just didn't want to play. <laughs> he just doesn't want to play for them. Like, dude, it's yeah. so bad. He, he, he had a really good week one, had a solid week two, and then he just kind of fell off a cliff after that. Yeah, I feel bad for uh, everyone else on that team. <laughs> Honestly, Dealing with one. Michael Thomas because he just mm-hmm. doesn't want to be there. It's so obvious. Now, a couple of people who have made some late season surges. I'm looking at Christian Watson, who's had an Christian, insane stretch. If of like he three started games. off as hot, he might actually make his way up into the conversation. Yeah, but I don't think he'll get it. I don't think he'll get it either. He just he he, he started too late. Essentially, the Packers just could not figure out who because he was also hurt, wasn't he? Who? Christian Watson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, also, Kenneth Walker made a nice late surge as well. If Kenneth Walker, I think. Kenneth Walker should be back, though, tomorrow. He should be back. He's not late. destined for injury. So, or he doesn't have an injury destination. Like, Cross he's not, fingers, he's right? not questionable. He's not anything. So, he should. There's mm-hmm. no reason for him not to play tomorrow. And ever since Kenny Pickett took over, George Pickens has been wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think George Pickens is going to be a, a star in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Give it a couple years when he hits his prime. I think he's going to be insane. So, give me your prediction. Who's going to be offensive rookie of the year? I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. That's who – okay, just because – I'm just going to say Chris Olave because he is in a way harder situation. That's and fair. he still produced yeah. what he did. Because uh, you had the Red Rifle mm-hmm. or Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. I love Taysom Hill, but as a quarterback, that's not his strength, yep. which is why he yep. played. But it's, <clears throat> it's not his strength. He's a good runner. He's a good tight end. He's a good blocker. He's a good returner. He's good at everything. Yep. Worst thing he does is play quarterback. Yep. And that's saying something because he was pretty good at when he did play at BYU though, he did run a lot. Oh, <laughs> like he, he did. He did get the Texans head coach fired. Yep. Texas he, head coach. Yep, Texas head coach went down because of Taysom Hill and offense. Yeah. All right, let's hop on over to the defensive side. Slightly couple other options here. So right now, I think there's going to be one rookie who stands out above the rest. Because uh, to be fair, I haven't really paid attention these last couple weeks. But has Sauce Gardner given up a touchdown yet? Nope. No touchdowns given up by Sauce Gardner yet. Nope. So that should either steal. him or that rookie in Seattle, Tariq Woolen. He is just as good. He has been phenomenal. People are saying like, "Oh, well, Sauce Gardner always has pass interference," which a lot of them do look like they could be, but also he's step for step with them. There's yeah. no separation. I will say this: the last time Seattle drafted a rookie cornerback in the fifth round, who's a converted wide receiver from college. That guy's name was Richard Sherman. Yeah, and we all know how he turned out to be. He turned out to be fairly solid. Yeah, yeah if, you ask, if you ask anyone who knows anything about any kind so, of football. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be between those two. I think Gardner's going to get it for two reasons. One, I think the name recognition is going to get in there. And yeah. He's going to have a lot more pub- uh, media coverage for that as well. Yeah. But Tariq Woolen has been a stud for Seattle as well. I think it's definitely going to be between those two. Although a couple other honorable mentions you could be looking at. Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick. He he's started to do really good. Even mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker looks pretty he good. He leads all rookies in sacks. Yeah. So there's that. Another person, Devin Lloyd from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Been phenomenal. Yeah. All stud ja- in their lineup. All. What's weird is Jacksonville just in general. I think mm-hmm. they have I think Jacksonville has a super bright future. Yep. Like Trevor Lawrence is coming around. I think they just needed to get out of that drama yep. <laughs> that was going on. And, and it looks like it's paying off. They kind of are starting to click together, give it maybe another year or mm-hmm. so, and they might be a pretty, you know, contender, pretty good team. Yep. Maybe not quite Super Bowl worthy, but they should be – I think they could be a playoff team next year. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Um, now let's talk about what other – so – So next would be the comeback player of the year. It can't be Brian Johnson. Who? Or from uh, the running back for uh, Commanders. Brian Robinson. Robinson. Brian Johnson. Brian Robinson. Brian he, Robinson, he, because yeah. it's, he's a rookie. Yep. But this dude was shot 
twice, wasn't he? Well, uh, I think it was just once. Was it just once? I think it was just once. Well, either yeah. way, he was shot. Yep, he was shot. And he came back before Keenan Allen, before mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. Yep. And he's producing very well. Like, he's playing very... If he had been healthy for the first half of the year, he could have possibly made a run at maybe Rookie of the Year for yep. offensive. Um, I don't think he would have outshined Brees Hall, though. You don't think so? <clears throat> no. Because Brees Hall was just that dude. That's fair. <laughs> um, but, man, it, he... I think you're forgetting somebody who's fairly obvious. Who? I'll give you a hint. He's been the starter on your fantasy team for, like, the whole year. Who? Gino. Oh, but, oh, comeback player of the year. That's why I was thinking about a rookie again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, comeback player of the year, like actual person. Yeah, it's it – I don't be. I don't really know who else you could say that would be – The only other person, and this is really just on a technicality because he's been injured so often, is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would still give it to – because Christian I, McCaffrey has always been considered extremely good. Exactly. Geno Smith was a laughing stock as of last year. Yep. So that's why I would say Geno Smith is probably the favorite for that. Although there is somebody else who is making a comeback right now because his team is 5-1 and one over the last six games, Mr. Jared Goff. Jared Goff would, but I think he's too late. Well, is Geno get his team into the playoffs over the Seahawks? Because the Seahawks are if, falling if and the, the Lions Seahawks, are rising. If the Seahawks don't make it and then Jared Goff brings the Lions into it, then he could. Yeah. But as of right now, I almost still would even say Geno Smith because no one expected anything from him. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff was a high draft pick, wasn't he? Like number he was two, number one overall. Number one, and then it was the same draft as Carson Wentz, right? Yep. Yeah, that that yep, they went weird draft class. Yeah. So, I would still have to say Geno Smith because he started off good. Like he was been good this whole year, except yep. for maybe like the last couple games. And even then, he was still decent. And I'm gonna give you one other sleeper pick. I don't think he'll win it, but based off of just how his team's performance has been this year. I think people have to look at Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. I would almost look more at Saquon than I would even more McCaffrey. Yeah. Because Saquon has never really gotten a chance. Outside he had his rookie season. year. He did good, but it was, still wasn't even as good as people say it. Like, mm-hmm. it it was definitely overhyped than what it was. Yeah. But because cause he was just so freaking Injured. good in college. And then in the rookie, he was still pretty decent. But OBJ was there, and he kind of, I think, overshadowed it yep. a little bit. This year, if they did not have Saquon Barkley, they wouldn't have even been kind of considered to be making the playoffs. Nope. nope. They were six and one, and now they're like seven and five and one because they tied with the commanders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, a little bit rough. <laughs> yeah. So, I think those are a couple people we can look at for that, just in terms of specific people we can. I would say the top two would have to be Geno Smith or Saquon Barkley because Saquon, Saquon Barkley yep. became. Because he had to overcome, mm-hmm. what, two to three potentially season-ending, or not potentially season, but potential career-ending injuries. Because those injuries, they can come back, but they just kind of fall off and don't ever come back. Yep. This year, Saquon has been insane. So I don't I, I don't know. Him and Gino has got to be the number one and two. Let me give you one other sleeper here. Because they missed half of last season, Derrick Henry. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard, though, with players like that, though. Because they've proven to be so good and he finished for the numerous for rushing last year, anyways. Yeah, for numerous times. Whereas mm-hmm. Barkley has always had that projection, but never actually really did it. No, I will say this: if you look at the odds on this one, the odds makers have Geno Smith as the heavy favorite at this. The, he's he's got to. He's got to be. He's a. He, yeah, he's a minus five fifty to just, win the next closest is just McCaffrey. Because you got to take into account the projections and the predictions yep. and the assumptions. Because Geno Smith no wasn't one, even guaranteed the start. The, this no. Year. <laughs> No, <laughs> that and over what was it? Uh, what's that doofus's Drew name? Locke. Drew Locke. 
how are you kind of trying to fight for your job with Drew Locke? Yep. 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 That's how high his expectations were. Obviously, he's smashed fair, those. He got drafted by the Jets, and that really does hurt a person's career. Yeah, just look at Sam Darnold. Look at Jack Wilson. But yeah. to be fair, Mike White also got drafted by the Jets, and he balling. But yeah, but this is way different Jets team than than Adam Gase Jets. The, oh, the guy yeah, who yeah. showed up to his press conferences high. Who At least that's wasn't proven. Time. It's all alleged. But it. But if you watch it and you you can't, then you can only assume. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't. What's it called? I I can totally see that being part of it as well. I will say this though: we have two other awards we have yet to talk about. Offensive Player of the Year. This is basically this basically goes to the best offensive non quarterback. Yeah. So who's been the best offensive player non QB? I probably. I'd almost say Justin Jefferson. That right there, my friend, is arguably the only answer. Um, <laughs> I'm, I was because I wanted to say him right away, and then I thought uh, maybe Jamar Chase, but then he was hurt for like been, four yeah. weeks. Um. I don't think there's really anybody else. <laughs> Maybe thinks. Christian McCaffrey. Maybe he's been fairly healthy, but I think Justin Jefferson has just been that guy. This he's year. been that guy. He's been there the whole time. He's on record mm-hmm. pace to um, pass Megatron's record if yep. he keeps up his. So it's I can't think of really any other name that besides and like I said, Christian McCaffrey's a maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a maybe. I'd, yeah, it's got to be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, if Jamar Chase was healthy the whole year, I would put him up there with him because 100%. Jamar Chase is He's the Bengals good. in general. Their whole team is just insane right now. They're, yeah, they're they're on a roll right now. But and then last but not least, defensive player of the year. Huh. Let me give you a couple of names here. <laughs> Micah Parsons has got to be the up there. obvious one. You have to look at Micah. But Parsons. I would almost look at him just as much as I would look at Nick Bosa. I was going to say Nick Bosa is another name to look at. Let me give you someone else who I still don't think is getting enough credit. Darius Slay. He, it's it's hard. It's because hard of how players. good they're off. Well, the Eagles defense is really good, but it's hard to overlook because Jalen Hurts is on that team and he's probably going to win MVP and that's where everyone's yes. going to look more. It's going to overshadow what Slay has done. Um, But Slay is, I think, should be an underdog, at least candidate for it. Slay, I think, is the most underappreciated defensive player in the league. That at this man, point, right at now, at this yeah. point, he has been an absolute. Him and Bradbury, dude. Him and Bradbury are the best cornerback duo in the league right now. Yeah, cannot for sure. argue that for sure. He has been so. Yeah, him, Parsons, Bosa are a couple people to look at. I think another underrated player from the Niners that people aren't looking at is Fred Warner. Yeah, Fred Warner. He's been one it's, of the few pieces that's been healthy. Yeah, he's been there consistently, and that forty. If it. If a whole team could take it, it would be the 49ers. They are yeah, their defense so literally is good. the reason they are with it. And I'm going to give you one other name. Is there slight bias in this? Yes. But if their team would just score 18 points a game, he would definitely be in the conversation. Or Patrick Sertan. Patrick Sertan. Unfortunately, because of the record, I don't think he will oh, be. He's not going to get consideration because of his record. Yeah. And, and that's just. That's fine. I can't be upset about that. But if his team would have just scored 18 points a game, he would definitely and deservedly so be in the conversation. Yeah. It's... Yeah, and it's kind of sad because he shut down DK. He did shut down. That's DK. hard to do. The only person he did not shut down, and I will say he got beat up by, is Devonte Adams in the second game they played. Yeah, Devonte, and that's because I mean it's Devonte. He's arguably the best receiver. He out is there. the best receiver. So in the league. like the only person I think that is better than Justin Jefferson still. Yeah, yeah, just because his physicality mm-hmm. is insane. Actually, you know what? Stephon Diggs is up there too. But Diggs is up there too. But I'd still put. 
Mm-hmm. And I've, a couple other players who I think deserve honorable mentions. They're not going to win it due to injury. Von Miller is one of them. If he, he didn't get if he didn't get hurt, he would definitely be in the conversation. TJ Watt, he yeah. was on pace for a historic year until he got hurt again. Uh, unfortunately, again. So those are two people I think. No, I mean like again mm-hmm. for records. Oh, he yeah, tied yeah. the record last year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm. I. It's hard to say who I think definitively will make it. Yep. Because of the last few weeks, I think Nick Bosa might be putting himself above Micah Parsons. That's fair. Because the last, like, what, five, six weeks, mm-hmm. I don't know if the 49ers have actually... No, they did let the Bucks score, I think, in the second half. Yeah, because they, they they won 35-7. to seven. Yeah. Before that, I don't think they had actually let anyone score in the second half. Dang. For, like, five weeks. Since my Broncos did? <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally, I literally think that was the last time before the that's Bucks. Impre- yeah, that's impressive. So, I... I, I think I'd put Nick Bosa over Micah Parsons at this point. That's just fair evaluation. Just because, I mean, right now, because of how good their defense is and then how many different weapons they have on their offense, I think people should be more scared of the Niners than the Cowboys right now. Mm-hmm. Just because of that defense will shut down anybody. 100%. Anybody. Yep. So, and usually if you have a really, really good defense, that should put you pretty much above anybody. Not only do they have an insane defense, their offense is so versatile. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's the one offense where they focused on everything but the quarterback, and it's turned out just fine. Well, when you have from, Kyle Shanahan and you have at least a... They went from starting Trey Lance for like a game and a half or two games to Jimmy G to now Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy looks just as good. That That's one heck of an offensive system that that's, Kyle Shanahan has put together. That story of Brock Purdy right now is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. He's another person that, like, you almost want to say could should win comeback player because, like, of how low his expectation. Literally, the last person. Okay, but drafted. you can't. You can't. But he's a, a rookie. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why you can't have um, Brian um, Robinson. Robinson in there yep. because of that. But no. So, anyways. So yeah, th- I think those are all the awards. Um, I'm not. I don't think we've missed any. Oh wait, duh, we did miss one. Coach of the year. It's got to be the Eagles coach. I was going to say, Nick Sirianni has got to be the number one. But I will say this. If the Lions make the playoffs, Dan Campbell has to get oh, consideration. That's what I was going to say. Because If the Lions make the playoffs, I'd almost give it to him mm-hmm. because of how, again, when it comes to awards like this, you have to look at what the expectations were and if they exceeded, met, or didn't meet. Yeah. Like, And if the Lions make the playoffs, they for sure exceeded. And as much as I hate to say this, if the Seahawks make the playoffs too, I think Pete Carroll has to get a look too. It's because remember expectations coming in. It's but he has a record of he's not someone who's been. Uh, it's hard. He was struggling last year with Russell Wilson as well. Yeah, I think we know. And expectations <laughs> exactly. I think we're starting to see the problem, and it's not Pete Carroll unfortunately. No. They just got a great system over there, and it, it, he should be considered. But I but because of how much of a Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. and then you got the Eagles are just no one expect. Everyone expected the. I, I mean, I would think everyone expected the Eagles to be good after their draft day. Yep. You know, getting AJ Brown, getting the getting Bradbury. You know, Darius Slay being there. Yep. You know, you can't. You got. You had to look at that team. And be like, oh my gosh, like Jalen Hurts was good last year. He wasn't mm-hmm. bad. He actually went his last like, what was like eight season games or something like that, or last four or five season regular something season like games. That, yeah. He was undefeated. And he got beaten in the playoffs, but then he started off again and went. How far did they go? Eight and zero. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost to the commanders. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, I but even then, I people weren't expecting the Eagles to be as good as they And were. I will give you one other name here because I also do think they deserve high consideration. Kevin O'Connell, head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Again, they clinched the division that Aaron Rodgers had absolutely been dominating for years. And although they are arguably the worst 10 team or 10 win team in NFL history, he still deserves some kind of consideration. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I just I yeah. But I mean, you can't not look at the Eagles head coach and be like Nick Sirianni. Is yeah, Sirianni's got runner right yeah. now. Yeah. Though, but, I, honestly, I think the only person that can give him any kind of serious threat is Dan Campbell if the Lions make the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. their offense is very scary. Very. Oh my gosh! If you, you got your right tackle catching passes to end you, <laughs> Panay Sewell, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. Okay, now looking at playoffs. Um. Who, I think the Bengals are going to win their division. I think the Bengals are going to be the number one seed in the East, or sorry, in the AFC. You think so? I think so. Because they have the head-to-head over the Chiefs right now. And they have been on a recent hot streak. What is it, four-game win streak now? Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow and that offense is starting to come back together as they're getting healthy. And that defense is starting to find their identity as well. I think the Bengals are going to take the number one overall seed this year. Because I think they were, what, the two or the three last year? Because the Chiefs were the number one. Yeah. So I expect the Bengals to take the number one overall seed this year. Um, obviously, AFC West, Kansas City, I expect them to take that division. The AFC South is still a mess. It's going to be the Titans probably, but the Titans or the Colts right now are the, probably the only two that have a chance of winning the AFC South. Right. And then we have the AFC East, which is still anybody's game, but I would still see the Bills coming out of that one as well. Yeah, it's. It, I think that might come way closer than what people are expecting, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna. It's going to come down to week what seventeen. Yep. I think to determine who's going to actually clinch that number one spot, um, which is kind of fun because it means more competitive football longer. Yep. Because it's hard for that last couple weeks when teams just don't try because they don't need to. Like the Eagles mm-hmm. probably will do that. Yep. If they keep as long as they don't keep as long as they keep doing what they're doing, right? Finish the finish the year sixteen and one. Yep. Something like that. Um, but I don't know. I've, it's hard because I think the Bengals are like, I don't know, man. They just look different right now. They do look different. They're looking really good. If I'm being honest, I would probably still have them as number one seed. And then as my three wild cards in the AFC, I'm looking at the Dolphins who have been looking really good under Mike McDaniels. He has made Tua look like a more than serviceable QB. Also Tyreek has been an absolute stud this year after people, including myself thought he would just flop due to the fact that. You know, two is his quarterback. Right. I would also put the Ravens up there. Um, I think the Ravens are going to get one of the wild card spots as well. And then, last but not least, I do think the Chargers are going to pull off the last wild card spot. I think they'll be the seventh seed in the AFC. You think so? Yes. Yeah, I don't know that I could say different. Depending on how the next couple weeks go, because they don't. I don't mm-hmm. think Tyler Huntley. I think is supposed to play yeah. for the Ravens. We'll see if he can pull off another win. Yeah. Um, but if they can survive long enough without Lamar, but I don't, what's hard about the Ravens is they don't have really any weapons, really. Like Lamar is like their weapon. Their defense is starting to come together. Their defense is starting to come together. That does help. But I think you need a little bit more than Lamar and then like a somewhat healthy Mark Andrews. That's fair. Um, it's so sad because the freaking, Oh man, we were talking about how possibly the whole AFC West could have been in, in the, the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. Well, 
now we're like now now we're like the Chiefs are gonna make it. Maybe, Maybe the Chargers. Chargers. Maybe. And one team's already eliminated, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the And then the loss of the Raiders to the Rams does not help for the Raiders. Uh, to, to a two day old Baker Mayfield with that team. Who by dude the way, didn't the, even know where the, the locker, locker room, room was, was on his way out, dude. Like I... mm. That's a tough one. That's a tough L for anybody to take, but it just it's funny to me because it's the Raiders. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Raiders are just not going anywhere for a while. They're, yeah, they're definitely not going anywhere there. I will say this though. Um definitely overestimated the AFC West. Definitely overlooked the AFC East and the NFC East. Yeah, but the the thing is, I don't think it was a bad thing mm-hmm. to necessarily uh go over I mean based to on overestimate the, moves, the AFC yeah. West because they all made moves. They all made very big moves, big money moves. And nobody saw what happened coming. And you know what's the most under you know what nobody expected? What? The NFC East, every team having a winning record. Yeah, that's every kind of insane to me. Team in the NFC East has a winning record. Arguably the most surprising is the Commanders because number one, they had your favorite person ever in Carson Wentz. Mm. But also number two, they have that whole turmoil going on with their owner who's probably gonna sell the team as well. I Dude, mean we're not gonna get it. Dan, Dan Snyder, bro. He oy. Yeah. So I feel bad if you're a woman working for that guy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so many issues with Dan Snyder there, but obviously the Cowboys found their stride. The Giants they found their stride. They're fa- they found their stride to have a big fall in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yep. Like like when, when Zeke and uh, Dak Prescott looked really good that first time they took, the, they took the number one seed, right, and then they lost to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Expect something similar. I'm sorry if there's any Cowboys fans that listen, but – it's, it is. It, what it it's. Is. They're not beaten. I don't think they'll beat the Eagles. I. They, they might well, fight the Eagles. Here's what's gonna happen. They're, they're probably gonna win. Or no, they're not winning the division, though, because the Eagles are gonna no, win that division. They're not gonna win the division. So they're not. They're the not gonna beat the 49ers. So they're gonna visit one of the division leaders. So it's not gonna be the Eagles in round one because they're gonna probably have to buy. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the other three divisions. The NFC South. You could be a, a better record than. Anyone in the NFC South, and you still have to go to Tampa Bay and play Tom Brady in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, if, I, happens, I know if regular season, it, it's different, but Tom Brady in, in the, the playoffs, playoffs, he can beat anybody. He's different. Yeah, because he just has the most experience. So if if that happens, that's an L for the Cowboys. Let's look at another division. The only team they could beat, I believe, possibly, is the Vikings, and that's because they stomped them. They stomped them, and the Vikings, again, are arguably the worst 10-win team in NFL history. So that's one team they could They're not beating the Niners. What was it, like 40 to 14 or something like that? I think it was 40 to 3. Oh, even worse. Gosh, dang. Yeah. And no. that was in Minnesota, too. Yeah. They ain't going to. No. The Cowboys are going to lose the mm-hmm. first. They are going to make the playoffs. Yep. They they will they will make the playoffs. 100%. That's so, about it. They're so not, those, they're those not moving the two past teams first they round. possibly could visit, or we could look at the NFC West. They might have to visit the Niners. They're not beating the Niners. They're not beating the Niners, man. They're not beating the Niners. I don't put anybody be- – I would almost say the Niners – Congratulations to finishing with, like, let's say 12 wins. You get to visit either Tom Brady, the 49ers, <laughs> or the Minnesota Vikings, which might be their best bet. And Minnesota Vikings, if they can figure out what happened last time – As long as they don't – You know yeah. what, though? <laughs> They almost should be hoping for the Vikings because the Vikings in the playoffs it never Vikings goes well in for prime them. Time. Minus yeah, that one, minus that one okay? Minneapolis could, miracle. Could they put 
Yeah. Could they somehow put, but Kirk Cousins wasn't the quarterback. Yeah, that was Case say, Keenum. Yeah, that was Case Keenum. Can you put Kirk Cousins, can they play at like one? Or can they play at like 11? It doesn't matter. Prime time for them I know, but, if, but if they play earlier in the day, maybe he won't, under, won't feel 8 it. 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You can just play at 5. And we're going to have the roof open too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Dude, Vikings aren't going. <sighs> they're having a nice regular season. Let's put it What's so way. crazy is I, because of the 49ers, how they're built, I would be, I would feel more comfortable with the 49ers in a situation with the Brock Purdy rather than Kirk Cousins. That's how. That's how. Yeah, honestly. That's how. I don't understand how. Anyways, poor. The only team I think that the Cowboys could stand a chance and still could lose to is the Vikings. One hundred percent. Because Dalvin Cook is still there. Justin hey, Jefferson is him. Adam Thielen hasn't been his normal self, but he's still there. He's still pretty decent. That defense just needs to – they just need to figure out what's what's up because that yep. defense is so bad. Mm-hmm. For their record, they should – they're lucky to be 10-3. and three. Yep, 1,000% there. Um, so, okay. So, if we're looking at wild cards – so, let's look at division winners. I'm going to go with the Niners. Obviously, the Vikings are already there. The Eagles haven't clinched, but they're going to. And then I think the Bucks are going to pull off their division as well. The- what's crazy, though, about the NFC South – is that anyone can Anyone play? can still win it. There's only like two game difference from top to bottom. Bucks are six and seven, Saints are four and nine. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks don't they they could easily lose to anybody right now. Yep. Like I could see any team. You know what's crazy? The one team I could would have a hard time saying they'd lose to is the Texans. And the Cowboys almost lost to the Texans. I don't so that's why I'm the Cowboys are I'm sorry. Cowboys are not gonna do much. Mm-hmm. Panthers looked like they were kind of figuring something out with that run game. Yep. With I'm, Dante Foreman. Dante Foreman actually played the least amount. Chuba Hubbard looked good. Um, I can't remember who that other guy. But whoever uh, that second. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, and um, yeah, it doesn't matter. But they both played more than Dante Foreman. Dante Foreman, when he came in, still did really well, but they used him the least. If you're using Dante Foreman the least amount, I think Dante Foreman did kind of have a little bit of a foot injury that he was dealing with earlier in the week. I think that's what I saw. But either way, he still looked good when he played. Oh, did my phone die? I think my phone died. Your phone probably died. It's fine. I will say this, though. Um, This is – let's put it this way. I don't think the Panthers are going to make it. I think they're still – I mean, to be fair, Steve Wilkes has been coaching his butt off, and congratulations to that man there. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think Tom Brady is just going to make it to the playoffs, and then he's going to hit that gear there. And if the Cowboys come to town, have fun, Dak and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Speaking of the teams, though, uh, so division leaders, I think we can agree. We're looking at the Buccaneers, the Niners, the Eagles, and the Vikings. Mm -hmm. We're looking at potential wild cards here. I'm going to go with arguably the most obvious one, the Cowboys. They're going to be one of the wild cards. Yeah. Do we see – either the Commanders or the Giants in there. Because no one from the NFC South is going to make it outside of the winner. I think we can establish that. I think the NFC North is a very safe as well because I don't think the Packers are going to make it. The Bears are definitely not making it. Actually, no, I forget. The Lions. Duh. How can I forget about the Lions? I would put the Commanders and the Lions over the Giants right now because they were 6-1. and Or what were they? 6-1? and one? Yep. And now they're 7-6. Seven, 7-6. Seven six, and, seven and seven five, and I think, seven and, I think they're 7-6, and six, aren't they? Or seven and five and one. So I think they're seven oh, yeah, and five and one. I forgot about that. And so that means they were on a five-game losing streak, and or a tie, and then had a one win at somehow in there. Like it was, they only won one game out of six. Mm-hmm. 
after winning. It's it's rough. We have 23 seconds remaining on the live. Oh, well. There's a time limit. Probably oh. an hour. Oh. Well, that's stupid. Yep, that, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh. fine. Um, so, anyways, basically what we're looking at for potential wild cards there. Another, I think another team we might have to consider because, you know, they're, they're definitely in the hunt is the Seahawks. Yeah. I don't think they'll make it in the end. I think they will end up losing. Um, but definitely going to end up thinking that. So the wild cards, here's what I think. I still have faith that the Giants are going to make it. So I'm going to go with the Giants, the Cowboys, as two of the wild cards. And you know what? Call me a gambler. Throw me the Commanders. I'm going the whole I, NFC South I, I or would, NFC East. I would – I. I could see them all making it except for the Giants okay. and the NFC East. Okay. Just because the Giants just aren't having the best energy right now. They don't yep. look like they really know what they're doing anymore. Mm-hmm. They did look good, but you cannot just depend on Saquon. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to do that because I don't want Saquon to get hurt. Yep. Um, I need to charge my phone just because. Well, no worries. We're almost done here. Yeah, it's true. My laptop's almost dead anyways. <laughs> but no, yeah. We, I mean, so yeah, I think... I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see how this is going to play out. There's um, going to be a, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of change within these last three weeks, especially for those the, the NFC East, which is tight with a couple other teams in there. You know, wild card teams are it, it can literally come down to the very last game of the season, like last year with the Raiders and the Chargers. Yeah, when they and then if they had tied, they would have both the Chargers would have made it. But nope, freaking Brandon Staley is like, let's go. Nope. What happened there, though? I think something happened. They basically – so they the Raiders thought that the Chargers were going to kneel it and just take it to overtime. Or, no, they were going to kneel to end overtime. But the Chargers ran it. That's right. And instead they, of kneeling it. And then they – And, and the if I remember, they, I think they missed the field goal. Or they kicked the field goal? No. What the, happened is that the Chargers, I think they fumbled. And then the Raiders recovered and they kicked the field goal. If I remember correctly. Knocking the Chargers out of the playoffs, yes. Raiders suck, dude. They suck, but so do the Chargers. That's their fault. That's 100% their fault. Yeah, you shouldn't be put in that situation in the first place. But, I mean, come on. If you're in that situation where you're like, hey, we both can make the playoffs. And the Chargers are like, nah, I want to kick you out. (laughs) And then they're getting themselves Yeah, that's Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. That's tough, L. Um, real quick, actually, no, this is kind of weird. I was going to say, who are some players that you think have kind of, um, emerged this year? Not rookies necessarily, but just players that have like done well. Um, Amonra St. Brown was one I was going to bring up. Someone who's, who was, uh, just kind of someone who just kind of showed up. Um, it's kind of, that was just kind of someone I was thinking of. I don't know if you like would have had anybody in mind, but I forgot to bring it up to you before. So, (laughs) Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is starting to show out. Yeah. He's definitely starting to pick up his game in the last yeah. couple of weeks. I think DeAndre Swift, now that he's getting healthy, is starting to look a lot better as well. I think he had the highest snap share out yeah. of all the running backs as well, too. Yep. Um, so I think he's starting to pick it up as well. Another player, let's see here. Um, um, start of third quarter. Oh, yeah, I thought that was end of third quarter. They only scored 43 points in at the end of the third. Yeah, and, and, yeah, third? No. I mean, even for halftime, though, that's very that's low pretty, scoring. 30, 32 to 38. 30, that's very low scoring. They're but, on pace to go 86 to 76. <laughs> that's rough. That's very but, low. The highest score pointers, 10-9, 10-9. Yeah. And yet, that's literally half of LA's offensive output. 18 <laughs> points. Yep, that's wow. 
Yeah. Uh, but no, well, we can go more into that next week too, if we do one next week. But no, I just thought that was kind of fun to do like a little bit of a uh, Christmas movie. Yeah, hundred percent. Next week we can, if we do one next week, we can do, we can do one on like uh, um, traditions or, or something. Out, guys. Or you guys recommend something for us? Or We'd if love you to be able to do a, the draft like that too. Yeah, and we'll probably do it live again. Yeah, we, if we keep it consistent, you know, stuff like that. Doing we'll live. try I to keep that it was under an hour this time too, so you know it doesn't the whole black thing. out. <laughs> yeah, well, my phone did die, so well, that's, that's what just count out because we ran out of time. But anyways, but no, but that's it for this week, and I really, I really appreciate you guys who joined the live, and we'll be posting this as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, I'll try and get it out probably tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow or Friday, either one. We work. At latest Saturday, but I want to get it out. Probably try and get it out before then. Yeah. Um. Maybe I don't necessarily want to stay up tonight and do it just because I'm tired. But yeah, if I, I do, I can get it out before Thursday night football. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get it out shortly here within the next couple of days for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, thanks to all for listening. And thanks to those who joined the live. And we'll see you guys next we'll time. See you next time.